0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Plant Therapy Podcast. Each week we'll discuss essential oil safety, natural living, new products, exciting news here at Plant Therapy, and so much more. Now get ready, buckle up, here are your hosts, Retha, Katrina, and Emily. Okay, I
1: asked- Them, what they took this morning, because this lady right here needs a little bit of. Maybe it was the treats. We're gonna talk about that. We do have surprise.
2: (laughs) surprise.
1: We do have some new pup and po- well pup products for you honestly. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to add the other ones. We have some new pup products for your cute canine, don't we? Yes. We do, yes. and that's what we're going to talk about today. If you don't have a pup, please just stay and listen because I don't have a pup and I'll feel lonely if I'm the only one here have a dog. Okay? So I need the support of those of you who are watching and don't have dogs. Still or Deal. listening. Still. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, before we jump into these wonderful pup treats, Katrina is going to share some natural product news with us.
3: Yes, we're going to talk about pups today. So. Our natural product news is going to be a little bit about pets. So our pets Imagine have <laughs> never been pampered as much as they are right now, but they've always had a special place in our lives. So we're going to talk a little bit about how dogs cemented their place as man or woman's best friend. Oh, what's mm-hmm. That? Mm-hmm. The earliest forms of domestication started with the ancient wolves during times when humans were just hunter-gatherers about 15,000 years ago. The first undisputed instance of a domesticated dog is from fossils that were found buried alongside their human companions approximately 14,200 years ago. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. While domesticated dogs have been around for millennia, breeding dogs, tracking bloodlines, and creating new breeds didn't become popular until the 18th century. And for all you cat people out there, we couldn't talk about, we couldn't not talk about our feline friends. The domestication of cats began in ancient Egypt when humans were starting to store grain and there was a surplus of rodents. Oh. Evidence even suggests that it was cats who domesticated themselves, mm. which is why they've never truly lost their independence. I was you can totally <laughs> see that, can't yeah. you?
1: Like the cat just strutting in like, this is my place now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how these four-legged creatures became part of our family. That's pretty cute. I
3: love that about cats. I didn't know that. And it makes sense. It does make sense. Yes. I think about my cat, and yeah, she uh, definitely. Did she domesticate herself at your house, too? Yeah, <laughs> and just
4: took over her house now. And you can't tell her anything. Like, my cat is just fat and sassy, and she's just happy living life that way. <laughs> okay, girl, you do your thing. I'm just here to feed you and pet you if you'll let me. Yeah. If you want yes. to cuddle. Yes. i'm I'm open to it look i'll even put a blanket on my lap and make it all cushy for you i'll even have my phone right here so you can like snuggle (laughs) in right between me and my phone so then i
3: can't see anything which is like her favorite thing to do i'll have a book just instantly it's like i open the book and she knows and then just jumps right up here so i'm like i have cat hair in my mouth (laughs) cats are the worst i I do i do
1: i don't have pets I maybe admitted that earlier, but I do love we have a lot of employees who have mm-hmm. pets and I think it's every single meeting that there's some employee. <laughs> <laughs> and like yesterday, I don't even know what meeting it was, but Bradley was <laughs> on it and his big dog. I mean, I don't know. I'm She's a it. golden
2: retriever. Her name was is she Luna. Yes. On
1: the table? Uh-huh. No, I don't know. I think she just like co- was right next her yeah, yeah, face. We asked Bradley
2: about this because this has happened in some of our morning meetings, and I think he just has like a really low A desk. Really low desk. Because so all of a sudden there's this dog
1: just, face like, like going like this, right up to Brad. For those of you that are, I guess, listening to the podcast i mean the dog's face was just getting closer and closer like right up next to bradley's face and you just see bradley's hand like go up to the dog (laughs) and just push her out of the (laughs) (laughs) camera love well, so hard but
3: we're constantly seeing animals all over. Uh, I love just the cat there. that just walks across <laughs> yeah. the screen for some people with their big tail just like <laughs> laughing. They just, oh,
1: or her. sometimes oh. Jamie especially her cat loves to go to jump and always misses the desk or her lap <laughs> <laughs> and will pull her headphones off So like, and Jamie's like <laughs> we have to watch her like untangle it. Anyways it's fantastic. My and trick
4: it, is anytime I have like Scary well, bad news or whatever. Like news isn't fantastic. I'm like, okay guys, so here's the news, but hey, here's a puppy. Or hey, here's my baby. So it's one of the two. And I they both like, act the same way. You haven't
1: given me your puppy yet, but I've seen like, your baby on plenty of meetings. And it, it gets me every time. Sometimes I'm like, we don't need to talk about work anymore. Just let me see that
3: cute
1: chubby little face. Oh I think you're talking about it. The
3: baby, right? <laughs>
4: Well, I got some cheekies on me, it's so, fine. Of course, I'm talking
1: about the baby. And we are, um, after, on the podcast, we do a show after the show, and we're going to be talking more about our pets mm-hmm. and how they came to yes. you people. Like us people. <laughs> right. I had pets growing up, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, before we get to all the personal stuff, okay, we already talked a lot about personal stuff. Before we get to more personal stuff, we are going to really just beat Emily with questions today. And she's so excited. So So excited. (laughs) Emily, what's the history between the Pup and Pony line? Between it? um... What's the history behind? (laughs) You know, these two over here are just like, you know, oh. dancing on top of clouds. <laughs> I don't know what's going on and
4: I am stumbling over my horse wanting uh. to cry. No, I don't really want to cry. I'm kidding. Well, the history behind the pup and pony line, I think it all started, you know, close to when plant therapy really started. I remember when I worked in customer service, working with customers all the time and customers had questions like, what is safe to use around my animal? What can I use on myself that won't impact my animal? What oils are safe? And really, that's kind of where it all started. We knew our customers wanted this information and we just weren't there yet. So um, at the time, we looked into a few different options and I was given the opportunity to take some courses in animal aromatherapy. um, And that's really where the pup and pony line started. Um, And as we were targeting which products to launch, with, we were really looking at oil blends that would help with some of those common concerns Mm -hmm. that pets have. Um, So we do have a couple of our blends that are available. We have Confident Canine, which is one of my favorite blends, and we're actually going to do a DIY with Mm -hmm. it later today. Um, And that product was really, so my dog was very high-strung and had severe separation anxiety, and I know a lot of People deal with that with their pets and I wanted to do something that would help him feel better while I was gone and so that's where Confident Canine came from is just that that need to help support our pets and feeling a little bit more comfortable and calm when they're away from us.
1: Yeah and I want to add too that um, the reason it's like pup and pony is because the oils that can be safely used um, are very similar between dogs and horses. Yes, which is um, pretty so it interesting. Was, it is, but it was easy for us to kind of combine those yes. in one, right? Um, and you'll see with this line, it's very pup-specific, but um, but you'll see a lot of the same safety concerns are for both, so we thought we could make it a, a little bit of a wider and, range um, for animals.
4: Uh, just in general, um, with horses, I know a lot of trainers that use essential oils mm-hmm. for training horses, so it was a natural fit, not only from a safety standpoint but also just who and what kind of animals we're generally using essential oils with um, and creating some products that would really cater to those needs yeah
3: so can you talk a little about a little bit about oh I'm rubbing um, up I know (laughs) I'm getting the slur going on a little bit about these new products that we just released which is so exciting because I you know we did a lot for the pup-and-pony launch and then we had a little bit of time and now we have something really awesome
4: yes so so i'm super excited to be adding to the line um these products are pup and pony cbd products they have been in the making for a very very long time i think this is my longest ever project Mm -hmm. Um, and really what it came down to was finding products that were the perfect fit for our customers i wanted our treats to be as clean and as natural as possible i wanted to be able to look at the ingredient deck and or recognize everything on that ingredient deck and also like feel confident eating it myself if I really wanted to <laughs> eat <it>
1: there right? like <laughs> Katrina
4: <laughs> <laughs> so that was really what it came down to and it took some time to really find the perfect product i went through several different iterations of treats um, And really, this has been two years in the making, two years plus. Uh, For the oil drops, we also looked at different um, carriers to figure out what was the best option to carry the CBD for our pets. Um, So we looked at, similar to our human oil drops, the um, organic coconut oil. We looked at fish oil. And finally, what we landed on is golden hemp seed carrier oil that is chlorophyll free. And I wanted to touch on that a little bit because it's super important. With this um, carrier, we actually have the chlorophyll removed from hemp seed Mm -hmm. um, and that extends the shelf life. So you get all of the amazing benefits of hemp seed carrier without having to worry about like a super short shelf life. So um, just a lot of time, love, effort went into these products and I'm so excited that they're now available to our customers.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> these are, so we talked a lot about, like we, we listened to our customers when we launched the Pup and Pony line, right? And we saw that a lot of our customers were wanting to use like a, a ready-to-use product, mm-hmm. right? Um, they were really interested in what essential oils could be safely used, but the actual using essential oils with their pets, that was a new concept for a lot of mm-hmm. our customers. And they were really looking for something that was easier. So, but this is different than our other Pup and, pup and pony line products Mm -hmm. this is CBD specific so is it safe to give CBD to animals
4: yeah absolutely and it's really neat Um, dogs actually have very many animals actually have an ECS system so essentially giving an animal CBD like a a dog um, is really going to help with homeostasis within that Mm -hmm. system and give them very similar benefits to what we see as humans. So I like to use CBD for my pets if they're feeling like a little high strung or they're feeling a little stressed out or um, some of the um, testers of these products actually had dogs with like arthritis or pain, things like that. And so um, absolutely they're 100% safe. There's great dosing information on both the treats and the oil drops that help you Find that perfect level of CBD for your dog. Of course, it's very individual, just like with humans. You do have to kind of start low and work your way up as needed. But there's some great information based on um, weight in regards to how much CBD you would want to give your dog. Yeah.
3: So, why would somebody want to give their dog a CBD product? Like, what kind of behaviors are we trying to? Kind of mitigate with offering this sort of solution
4: it's a good question so one that i see a lot is just for elderly dogs that are dealing with a little bit of pain katrina i know that you used um, some of these cbd products with your pub uh, for that very same reason and what we've seen with testing it internally with our own fur babies is that it really helps to kind of relieve some of that discomfort Um, and also it can be super helpful for just like a lot of energy, right? If you need your dog to calm down a little bit or if you um, have that separation anxiety with your dog, if your dog has separation anxiety with you, <laughs> or if you have separation anxiety, <laughs> either way, um, CBD is a great choice for that.
3: Yeah, and I, I actually have two stories about these products. So when we first started testing them, I did have a, much, a very old dog who um, was diabetic, had a lot of joint problems, Um, was blind and also going deaf, so he really struggled, especially with um, aggression there at the end, you know, not really having his peripherals Mm -hmm. where they should be, his, you know, he was just very off, and I swear, like, giving him a couple of these treats for a little bit, it's like he would turn into a puppy, it's like he just kind of felt better, he was up and moving around a little bit more, it was really nice to see. And then recently actually just this last week, um, my dog I have now, she's 10 months old and she got an ear infection over the Aww. weekend and really started, she's a German Shepherd so she's got those really big ears that are kind of susceptible to ear infections and really just started digging into it, like scratching it and making it a, a much bigger problem. And luckily I had some of these samples and I gave them to her and because there was a little bit of time before you know we could get her to a vet like it was Sunday. And you could just tell she didn't scratch as much. Mm -hmm. She just kind of, it's just like, it just calms her down. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, like the homeostasis kind of helps bring them back to like a more just like stable place, way to be, I guess. It's pretty incredible, CBD in dogs. It's very Mm -hmm. noticeable, I think, the change.
4: And I I am glad that you mentioned that too, because I think dogs, you can easily tell kind of how they're feeling, right? Like they They wear their emotions (laughs) on their sleeves. And so being able to use CBD with dogs, you can really see how it impacts them and how it, it really plays a part in making them feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I do have some questions about why would you use a drop versus mm-hmm. you know the treats. But we have a couple questions from our customers who are watching live. Debbie's wondering, do do customers or do individuals need to talk to their vets Mm -hmm. before giving CBD? What's your recommendation there? That's a good
4: question. So in general if your dog is under a veterinarian's care it's always a good idea to just touch it Mm -hmm. touch base and and talk through adding um, CBD to their routine. Where it's really important to make sure that you're talking to your vet is if your pet is currently taking any medications. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are some potential enzymes that can be impacted by taking what we've seen is high doses of CBD, but our recommendation is just just be safe and just double check with your vet and make sure that it's a good choice for your pet. Yeah,
1: and then Gabby is saying that she has a very, her dogs are very large, um, like 50 to up to 100 pounds. So how many treats would she need to give them? And Emily had mentioned earlier that there's great dosing information here on the back. So this one right here, um, which, I mean, do we want to take a second and talk about this package? It's yes. so cute. Oh, yes. my goodness. So oh. these are these are the different um, amounts of CBD. This is the 5 milligram, and this is the 10 milligram per treat. Mm-hmm. And um, look at how cute. It's like the tiny dog and the big dog, so it's easy to know which is which. Yes. I love yeah. it. Um, but on this one, so the 10 milligram, it's saying for, you know, this is specifically, we recommending for dogs that weigh 50 up pounds. And um, for 50 to 75, it's 75 pounds. It's saying one to two treats, 75 plus pounds, you're gonna do two plus treats.
3: Yeah. Um, So that's the amount
1: you would want to give, you know, for a 50 to 100 pound dog.
3: For my uh, puppy right now, she weighs 67 pounds. And so <laughs> I know my puppy, <laughs> she's a big puppy. I, right now for her ear infection, as we're still working through it, I give her um, like one before I leave for work. And then usually when I come home, I give her another one and two like, just seems like her sweet spot yeah, and she right? loves these. And it's really just, I don't know I
4: love CBD like for dogs like
3: it's you really can't see a big difference if they're if they're suffering from something
4: and I think one thing that's important to know is when you first implement CBD with your dog it's important to start low and see how they react so um, if you have a bigger dog start with one treat and see how your dog reacts to that and if that's good enough you don't have to give them two or three Mm -hmm. it's really just dependent on each individual dog just just very similar to how humans are with um, CBD Um, for the range of treats that we recommend on the package that's really just based on weight it's what you can give your dog based on their weight Um, so it's it's an option but I always recommend starting slow starting low and working your way up as needed and kind of experiencing those um, benefits with your dog and adjusting as needed okay so oh did you have a question Danny
0: yeah I just yesterday Emily and I went to the pound and we were talking about some of the products we have. Whoa. (laughs) 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 The The lights just (laughs) flashed. I I know. I kind of wanted to hear a bolt of lightning. (laughs) (laughs) But um, one of the things that they mentioned was they really wanted to be able to use um, aromatherapy with their animals. But the thing they were having a hard time with is they're all in a big group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the one thing I really... Love about these treats is you can affect individual dogs without Mm -hmm. it affecting other dogs or help individual dogs. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah,
1: that's a
4: very good good point, Danny. Yeah.
1: Brittany, just really fast before we talk about the treats versus the oil drops, because I think that's such a great question to talk about those differences. But Brittany says, I did some price comparing and I'm loving that PTs is very affordable compared to others.
4: Yes, Yeah, and that was something that was super so important So to us too. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have something that was very clean that you guys could look at the ingredients and say like, I know everything on this list, but that was also very cost effective so that you could actually use these products regularly with your dogs.
1: And of course, just like with all of our other products, we have testing to back up mm-hmm. the amount of CBD yes. that's in these treats, right? Like we want to make sure that you are um, you have all the information you need to to decide if this is what's best for Definitely. you know your your dog family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
0: Didn't you um, originally the original formula had gold in it, and you were like, oh, we got to cut
2: that out. Yeah, you not know. affordable. Gonna make, gonna yeah, make, we like, had no gold. gold. I'm just gonna yeah. a pocket yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> are asking, well, Katrina just talked about like being able to understand the ingredients that are in there. Could we take a second, maybe read off the ingredients for the treats?
4: Could we have a customer that wants to know. Absolutely. So they're very simple. We have garbanzo bean flour, apple juice, ground peanuts, peanut butter, coconut oil, mixed tocopherols, and hemp distillate. So very, very straightforward, Um, and really, you know. I, you could eat these if you wanted to, but they're made for dogs, but I'm just saying like, they're, they're not great that,
1: tasting, I've heard. <laughs> yes,
4: they're that clean though, and they're that good, you know, they're, I don't, I don't know, they're just really amazing products. They were sitting
3: on Emily's desk for months in a <laughs> clear, open jug, and <laughs> like everybody who walked by was like, those Nilla wafers, <laughs> like, can I eat that? And Emily's gone. Oh, I was so yeah, good to tell <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: oh, why don't you try so and funny. see what happens? <laughs> yeah. Tell me if you like them. I baked them this morning.
4: <laughs> um, but as far as which you would choose for mm-hmm. your dog, I think that is a very good question. And it really comes down to your dog. Um, I know some dogs can be very picky about treats um, so if that's the case, it's really easy to just dribble a little bit of the oil drops onto your dog's food and have them um, take it that way versus having to introduce a new treat into their life. Okay. And then vice versa. Some dogs are very weird about their food and would much rather take it in a treat. I can tell you guys that I have, we have tested this with tons of employees and their pets, and I have not had one employee or their pet like, turn their nose up to these yeah. products which i think is really exciting mm-hmm. we actually have one um, gal in uh, our wholesale department whose dog loves the oil drops so much that she just pulls the bottle out and they like, come <laughs> running and want to lick the bottle that's how much they love it so really great options there the other thing i really like too is oil drops are much easier to control your serving size right so you can be a little bit more particular with how much CBD you're giving your dog, uh, versus with the treats. You can break them in half to change up the serving a little bit, but it's a little bit easier to control what the oil drops if that's something that's important to you or your dog. Yeah, great, great. What haven't we covered on there? Um, We've we'll covered the next few, right?
3: Yeah, I, well, we haven't talked about the other products in our Pabom Pony mm. line, you know, and to k- kind of give like a refresh on that, like we have the really cute passive diffuser yes. Yes. Um, that is absolutely adorable. We have our blends. Our Pabom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, so which is
3: such a great product. Yes, mm-hmm. the
4: Paw Balm, I honestly use it myself. I love the Paw Balm <laughs> so much. Um, it's one th- I use it on like my cuticles oh, and yeah. things like that. It's, it smells so delightful. It's just a really great product. Um, but so currently in our line, we have our Paw Balm, our um, passive diffuser clip uh, for the collars mm-hmm. and then the blends. Um, so with as we're talking about method of use of using essential oils with dogs in particular it's just it's really important not to overwhelm them with fragrance because their olfactive system is so sensitive and they can smell so in, in more detail than humans. Yeah can and ever will be able to. And so it's really important that you're considering that when you're using essential oils with your dogs. So when it comes to um, using our passive diffuser option for the collar, we just recommend diluting and then applying it to the felt pad of that clip. Um, And then we don't recommend having it on all day because that can be really overwhelming. Put it on for a little while and then take it off just to give them a break uh, and let them clear their senses a little bit. Um,
1: and, and I know people also will like hook it to um, like their somewhere over by their bed, like their yes. little crate yep. or something, like their kennel right? Or so that they can get mm-hmm. away from it yes. and come back. Maybe when yes. they're resting, it can help Absolutely. calm them or whatever. But that's another option too. Yes,
4: and I really, I really love that product specifically for travel. I know a mm. lot of dogs who get sick in the car, mm. and so we actually have a blend for traveling with your pets to help keep them feeling a little bit less nauseous and keep them feeling good. And it's a really great choice to use that blend on your um, passive diffuser uh, to keep them feeling good during travel. Um, in general, we just recommend having an experience with your dog when you're introducing them to essential oils. Um, you really need to make sure that you're connecting with them and that it's you're understanding how they're feeling about essential oils. So what I recommend doing is, Um, adding a drop of essential oil to you know like a palm full of carrier rubbing it in your hands and presenting it to your dog and your dog will show you just as we talked about earlier their emotions are very easy to read your dog Mm -hmm. will show you if they appreciate the scent or not and if it's something that really sits well with them Um, some signs of them accepting the scent are like trying to lick it, really being interested in the smell uh, versus like turning away or even kind of baring their teeth or growling, those are some signs of not appreciating the blend as much. But it's really important to allow them to connect with the blend and have a big part in their own aromatherapy experience.
1: Kelly is saying I use the happy trails and it works for car sickness and Sarah saying anyone ever tried CBD with dogs mine is really bad has really bad car sick and my mom's dog shakes really bad oh, so and yeah. CBD would be a great option for yeah, that as well
4: Yeah, either way I would definitely CBD would be a great choice or there's a couple of the blends that would be mm-hmm. really helpful too I think for shaking I would lean more towards uh cbd just because it does bring that homeostasis to the ecs system and then for car sickness i would lean more towards happy trails because it is very the fragrance really helps to settle the stomach yeah yeah Yeah. so
0: oh sorry there was just a great question about returns um our return policy is 100 satisfaction is it the same with these dog treats
3: yep yep absolutely Yep. Yeah. Um, talking about essential oils, how come we say some are good and then some are bad? So can we go into a, a little bit, a little bit of information there?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So really there, the way we determine whether or not an essential oil is safe for dogs is, well pups and ponies in this case, is two part. First we're looking at the chemical constituents to see if the constituents are in line with what is safe for for a dog. Um, And then secondarily, we're looking at any kind of anecdotal evidence. We don't want to just say an oil is safe unless there's something that shows that it's safe. So you'll see oftentimes there, there can be oils that we will say aren't considered pup and pony safe, and it's just because there isn't that anecdotal evidence to really show that it has been used safely with pets, with dogs, and with horses in the past. Um, so we want to make sure that whatever we're putting that stamp of approval on is one hundred percent safe especially with dogs with horses because their their systems are so sensitive
3: yeah and we do have a really helpful download Mm -hmm. sheet that goes over all the oils and the blends
4: and we do um, we have I'm not the only animal aromatherapist at plant therapy which I think is really exciting Um, we have Tyler Hagen who has um, certifications as well as Um, Sharissa, who is one of our project managers, Mm -hmm. she is really involved in um, Pup and Pony as well. And so there are a lot of, you know, there's a group of us with this expertise and a lot of the times we make decisions together so that we're not just making a decision on our own. We want to feel as a group that it's a really good product for for pets in general, for pups and for ponies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we have talked a lot about pups Mm -hmm. and a little bit about ponies but we are starting, I'm seeing some questions about cats, yeah. right? Can cats have CBD? I think, I think most of our customers are very familiar that essential oils just really, mm-hmm. it this just really can't safely be used with cats, right? right? There mm-hmm. just is so many limitations there. Um, and so we can talk a little bit about that. And then I also want to make sure, because I saw some specific questions with, how about cats and CBD then, right? Like if I can't use essential oils, can I use CBD? So do you wanna talk about both of those?
4: Yeah, so um, with essential oils, cats lack an enzyme in their liver to properly process essential oils. So we recommend avoiding use directly with your cat. If you have a cat in your home, you still can use essential oils. You just need to approach it in a different manner. We recommend um, diffusing in areas where your cat isn't (laughs) so Mm -hmm. if you're for me in my house my cat will she'll hang out downstairs and I'll diffuse upstairs Mm -hmm. or vice versa and so that just gives me that sense of um, confidence that she's staying healthy and that she's not being impacted Mm -hmm. by these essential oils and oftentimes with that kind of issue you're not going to see um, any kind of immediate adverse reaction it builds up over time right so You may diffuse with your cat today and say, like, oh, she was fine." There's no problem. Yes, Mm. yes, but it can build up over time. Yeah. Um, So that's important to know if you have cats in your home. Um, When it comes to CBD, yes, you can use CBD safely with cats. It's not something that these products were developed for specifically. Um, The dosing on these products is very specific to dogs, um, but definitely you can use CBD with cats, it's a safer option. Than a is ways.
1: there anything in our drops that are unsafe for cats? Not that or I'm
4: aware of, not it's not aware. something that so I... So do your own research, yes, look at yeah, the ingredients exactly.
1: and, and then... Because exactly. um, we know that, I mean, even with our, our human line of CBD, we yes. had customers that did the research and understood how they could safely use it for dogs, even though it was mm-hmm. not formulated yes. for dogs. So that might be something that, you know, you can still do, right? It is yes. specifically formulated for dogs, but just like with anything else, customers can do their own research and figure out what's what's best
2: for for their animal. Talk to their vet and exactly. talk to your vet. I had a really good uh, question on here. A couple customers actually. They said that they uh, we've talked about the dosing and um, you know based on weight and things like that. But they even talking to their vet and looking into some other uh, pet CBD companies. They're not getting very much clarification on the frequency mm-hmm. of use. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of want to know. They know how much to give, mm-hmm. but how Frequently, like What's the frequency of being able to give them the treat to the
4: dogs? Yeah, and that's a good question. And again, it comes down to every dog is different, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you can't get a lot of clear, solid information because everyone is different. As Katrina mentioned with her dog, she gives um, her one in the morning and then if she needs it again in the afternoon, that's an option. But you really have to work with your pet to figure out what is the best cadence for them. Um, in general, we recommend one to two times daily. Um, just as a general guideline. Mm-hmm.
1: But really, it ends up just being that you don't want to give your pet too much, right? Exactly. And and watch mm-hmm. for that, right? Watch for anything that they start to, you know, maybe act a little bit yes. different or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have dogs. I've never given them CBD. But I imagine it's similar to humans, right? Yeah, that signs
4: of an adverse reaction can be, you'll see like nausea is generally kay. something that you'll want to look out for. Um, any kind of like extreme fatigue. In general, C B D makes yeah. pets and humans Calms a little sleepy, down. <laughs> you know. But if you see like extreme fatigue or fatigue that lasts too long after providing your pet with C B D, that's a good sign as well that it, it may be too much and you'll wanna bring it back bring it down a little bit. Um, there haven't been. There's not a lot of great safety information out there on max dosing, mm-hmm. uh, because in general CBD is pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, you just want to start, start low, start slow, and increase only as needed. And once you've found that sweet spot for your pet, that's where you want to stay. Yeah, great. Um, any last?
1: words of wisdom about other pets in the household. Oh, yes. um, especially, I think, when we, when we came out with the pup and Pony line, I saw a lot of questions relating to um, birds. Yes. But there's yeah, other yeah. pets as well. I, I know pigs, you know, I mean, there's just yes. lots of other pets that we've had customers ask about. So anything you want to add about yeah, other pets in the
4: house? Um, specifically, I think it's really important to point out birds because birds have a very sensitive respiratory system so in general strong scents can really hurt a bird so it's really important that you're careful when using essential oils if you have a bird in your home typically i would recommend um, like a personal inhaler topical application over diffusing unless you have passive diffusing passive diffusing is a much better option Um, as long as you have that separation as long as there's clear separation to keep your bird away from that Mm -hmm. fragrance because it really I've unfortunately read some stories that have, oh. are really sad. And- my, uh, my parents have birds. They mm-hmm. have um, exotic birds. They have a couple parrots.
2: And uh, that was one thing when they were getting, you know, my mom kind of just, we didn't. I didn't grow up with birds and stuff. My parents just decided all of a sudden, they wanted birds, um, but they did a Isn't lot of research. Ostrich
0: considered an exotic <laughs> bird? Uh,
2: probably. <laughs> That's scary, Danny. But in some of the research my mom did, you know, bringing these into her home, they even mentioned you have to be careful with certain cleaning products yes. because yeah. they are very yeah. sensitive. Because that was something my mom asked me. Because she asked me all the aromatherapy type questions. She's like can I still diffuse around my birds? And I was like, I would say no. Mm -hmm. I mean, so she just diffuses in a separate room where her birds are not, but she has to be careful with what cleaning products she uses too, that the fumes just don't get too overwhelming for them because they're very sensitive.
4: They are very sensitive.
0: That gives me a great idea for a product, guys. How about little gas masks (laughs) for birds?
3: Little parakeet gas masks. (laughs) They might exist.
4: Um, and we, beyond just birds, thinking of like gerbils, lizards, fish, those kinds of things, um, again, just not the best choice, really. When you're using essential oils, when we were doing the research around pup and pony, we really felt good about using essential oils safely with pups and with ponies, and so that's what we recommend at this time. Yeah,
1: awesome. Thanks.
4: Okay, Katrina, mm. come on. <laughs> that's a
1: DIY for us, and then I'm gonna stop talking. Okay.
3: Going to do a confident canine linen spray. It's a very nice and easy recipe. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Swallowing. Um, You need 1.5 ounces of water, 0.5 ounces of Everclear, an empty spray bottle, and our confident canine blend. So I think you're seeing 18 to 36 drops. It should really be um, 9 to 18 drops. So that'll be a 0.5 to a 1% dilution. So let's just get started here. I'm assuming, Darby, is this the water and the Everclear mixed in together? Okay, here well, we go. Well, there's something in the bottle. Water's in the bottle. You
2: wanna, you'll wanna mix the oils and the Everclear first. <laughs> Don't. I mean, you could sip it
3: and test it, but you <laughs> oh, might regret is it. My actually Everclear. Oh, it's actually Everclear.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's
3: the real <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do nine drops. So I'm gonna make this a .5. So you know, it's always good to start start low.
0: And i may have failed to Two, give you something to mix three, with
3: four five <laughs> six seven eight nine she's gonna shake it that's you do, right yeah you or can you shake, do it, shake it shake it do a little swirling
0: and then there is a little tiny cute funnel there it's like a mini
3: funnel Aww. there is a cute little funnel okay so you'll see it's all nice and incorporated You're just gonna pour that into your spray bottle
0: oh very well
3: done
2: oh, that you. smells so good i love confident canine I yeah know, i like too. it for me <laughs> but it doesn't get, smell so good
3: do a little shake and then let's give it a
2: try
0: let's see it might take a while got <laughs> it
1: Ooh. do you feel so much more mm. confident and like a Instantly. canine <laughs> <laughs>
0: instant confidence man
3: that is a really nice blend but what? a nice easy diy um you can spray this on your your doggy's bed make sure it probably dries for a minute first give it a minute to um a little bit yeah
1: and and that's it annie is wondering uh, annie ryan is wondering could this be used with any oils as as a quick room spray
3: i don't see why not i don't know how strong the scent would be or how long it would last it probably depends um, on how much blend that you use, yeah. but mm-hmm. most of the time
2: when you're making little room sprays, you, you just you use yeah. Everclear and
1: Let's water. just water, Everclear,
3: and essential Definitely lemons. as a
2: lemon spray
1: though, because mm-hmm. you don't want it to last very <coughs> right. long there. Yeah. So, well,
3: that's it. Woo-hoo! Thanks,
1: Katrina. Way to be, Katrina. Katrina Campini. Okay, that is what we have for you today. Um, we were able to cover a lot of questions, but if you did have a question that we didn't address, please feel free to email csatplanttherapy.com and they'll take care of you. And thanks for joining us today. You're a source for natural product news and education. If you enjoyed today's show, we always appreciate it when you like, comment, share the, the videos. Um, and then sub- you can subscribe to our YouTube channel or if you are listening on the podcast, you can also subscribe to our podcast. And just as a reminder, we do a show after the show on the podcast. It's always entertaining, Mm -hmm. always. So come and listen to that podcast if you haven't already and subscribe to it so you can be notified when we have new ones up there. Happy plantings, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Check out the video version of today's show on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Now, let's get back to the fun.
1: Well, welcome <laughs> to the show after the show. Um, I was just drinking my smoothie. I put um, chia seeds in my smoothies, Ooh. but the longer it sits, the... It's yeah. Really it's really all kind of it's like a bottom. little chunky because it's like, when I, you know.
2: when, I view, when I put like chia seeds or something in my smoothies, if I let it sit too long, it all like goes to the bottom. And then I don't really notice until I get to the end of my. Smoothie. And then it's like, <laughs> I get like this giant glob. glob. And I'm like, oh. I did. I did so shake
1: it up pretty gross. good, but I'm getting you know chunks of slime. It's great. So good. Yeah. My, my parents
0: actually introduced me to a pudding that you make a chia just with chia seed pudding. Yeah. Yeah. You just throw a bunch of chia seeds in some water, and then mm-hmm.
1: boom. Boom. <laughs> um, speaking of chia seeds, how did your dogs? <laughs>
3: That's a good one. I do have a chia pet in my pantry. a chia that I got for Christmas. It's a little baby Yoda. Oh, I I'm pretty sure we're yet. all 90s kids, oh, so we could appreciate that. I know. It. it sits there next to the cereal for whatever reason. I don't know why <laughs> I put it the there. But it's been there for like four months. And I was like, oh I need to do that. Let me get some cereal
1: another time. Oh my goodness. Um, But we've been talking about, you know, pets Mm -hmm. this whole video and um, (laughs) podcast. We're on a podcast now. It's fine. We've been talking about pets and um, some of us here have pets and some of us do not. Mm -hmm. Um, But for those that you have you know, someone start, just go. <laughs> for those
3: of us who have pets, let's talk about oh, why know. we yeah. name them and what we name them. So I'll start. Cause I, my pets have really s- specific names for a reason. Um, I get really attached to like characters on shows I that knew I it. like. I knew this is why she has that name and I'm so <laughs> excited. And so my this cat, her name is Mabel and Mabel comes from, um, it's a cartoon on Disney called Gravity Falls and i know i love gravity falls it's like about two twins that they live in like a mystery town where all kinds of crazy stuff happens um and my favorite character on the show is named a little girl named mabel and so that's what i
4: name my cat after fun fact cute. M- katrina in my phone in my contacts her picture is mabel oh yeah that's pretty cute <laughs> yes. too yeah so anytime she texts me i'm like oh and it's like mabel with her sticking her tongue out
3: <laughs> yeah so pretty cute That's, so that's my cat. Um, And then my puppy, her name is Arya. um, And that comes from my favorite Game of Thrones character who was um, just a super awesome, like assassin. That, that could, makes me so happy. Because that could change faces. I wanted to ask Katrina. I'm like, please tell me your dog's named after
2: Aria from Game of Thrones. She has like, to be Aria Stark.
3: I almost felt like I wanted a dog, specifically a German Shepherd, just so I could name her <laughs> Aria. <laughs> Aria. That's cute. And it's also a fun way to figure out like who's watched Game of Thrones mm. because if somebody's like, what's your dog's name? And I'm like, Aria. And they're like, they're like Arya, and I'm like, oh, you've never seen Game of uh, Thrones, no. you've never Can't heard that me, before. And see me, I would be like Arya Stark. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Arya. Yep. <laughs> and apparently, I guess there's another character on some like CW like teen gossip girl show no. who also has the name Arya, and I was like, ugh, no. No. Not to that. Is after one. A, not to that. Assassin. So, like not only am I now disappointed you haven't
1: seen Game of Thrones, oh but I'm also God. judging you for the movies <laughs> you do, the shows you do choose so to. I'm going to walk. walk away
3: now. <laughs> but that's how my pets got their name. And I've been doing this since I was little. When I was five years old, I got my very first parakeet. We had a lot of parakeets when I was a kid. And I was just head over heels for Michael Jackson when I was five years old. <laughs> like I would go up to the screen and kiss him. Like oh, this was the time, like Thriller. You know, oh. I mean, it was definitely Michael Jackson era. Um, so I named my my uh, parakeet Michael, and it also came off of. There was a there was a little boy on Barney. was oh, <laughs> also Michael, and I had a little crush on him. So I was like, Michael, <laughs> Michael, my parakeet, my, Michael, which, my parakeet. Which I'm thinking, like now, like what an odd name for a parakeet, <laughs> Michael. But whatever.
1: <laughs> Those are the best names. Yeah. Left.
4: So I have three pets currently, and all of their names are a little bit different. So I'll start with my oldest pet. Her name is Pretty. And she is a very voluptuous kitty cat. <laughs> um, and when we, when we got her, we actually I had a convertible bug at the time. And we picked up Pretty and we were going to like Fred Meyers to go pick up like all the things that you need for when you have a cat. And we left her in the car. We came back out and she was gone. And I was so upset. I'm like crying. Like, where's my cat? She had hidden in where the top of the convertible comes down. And so I actually named her Lucy, a.k.a. Lucifer, because she was a (laughs) bad kitty. Um, So her name was Lucy, but my husband, he just, we had two cats at the time, and he just can't call them their names, so he just... She's pretty because she's pretty, and that's what my husband called her, and she's no longer Lucy. She's pretty. Oh, cute. Um, And then we had another cat at the time. His name was Moji, um, but my husband just called him Fluff, and his (laughs) name was Fluff, so we had Fluff and pretty. Um, And so my dogs, they're a little bit different. I have a golden retriever, and his name is Pax. Very similar to Katrina's aria story, Pax is named after one of my favorite characters uh, from a book series called Red Rising. Um, so he's my little paxie boy, he's my golden boy. And then we recently got a puppy and he's a little Shih Tzu puppy and we were struggling with naming him. I had him for like a week and a half and we tried every name, like any, I was looking through like hundreds of dog <laughs> names, every name under the sun. And my son just came home one day, and Remy, he's three, and he said, let's call him Moose. And so his oh. name is Moose, and that <laughs> stuck. We call him Moo Moo, he's our little Moosey Moo. And yeah, those are my, my three.
3: That's funny about <laughs> That's your cute. husband, the way he kind of renames the mm-hmm. cats based on the characteristics. My mom does that. When I was a kid, If there was a stray cat, and there were a lot where I lived, we fed them and eventually brought them into our home. We had a lot. We had one that my mom named Icky, because when she came in, she was just matted and covered in like ants and just icky. We had another cat named Skinny, because she was very skinny when we saw her. And then we had another cat that we just called Big Neck. (laughs) Big neck? She was such like a big, sturdy cat. Oh, and it's like her,
2: give me a big neck. neck. I'm really glad that we don't name people.
4: Nothing beats <laughs> that. Like, we can end the podcast now.
3: Big neck. It's just a big, like, solid gray cat that just had like a big, big solid head yeah. just on this big, solid body. And it's just neck.
1: Um, just, honestly,
3: I, honestly, did your mom have nicknames for humans that she met? I need. The truth, Katrina. (laughs) Not that I know of. But I will say, our every fish I got as a kid, my mom instantly was like Bob. 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 Named everything Bob until we got a bulldog, and my stepdad was like, just name this Bob. This can be our Bob dog. (laughs) So we had Bob. So Bob had a a name. And all of our cats were just (laughs) big neck, big neck, icky. I had a a kid with scissors. As a kid, because
2: this, and I, my, I only know this because my parents told me this story, cause, and I was young enough that my parents were like, you know, we'll let Darby name the kitten. And I was young enough that I didn't know names. Like, so I just, I think, like, I saw a pair of scissors on the table, and so I looked at it, like, let's name it Scissors. And so my okay, kids Scissors. it was. And I had a duck named Kini after Aww. Bikini. Oh, Aww. That's cute. I like. I bikini. don't know why, but I, like I thought of the word bikini and duck, and so Kini. my duck's name was That That is pretty
3: cute. It. Yeah, Kini and Darby. Yeah, and Big Neck. Big Neck. And Big lizards. Neck. <laughs> oh, Big Neck. Yeah. <laughs> what a
2: complex <laughs> that. Probably came that is like my most favorite thing I've heard all day. In fact, I terrible. I don't like cats, and I will never have one. But if I do, I'll do the Big
3: <laughs> Neck. <in your> <laughs> Man, and this cat like it's just cemented in my head. Just, just a massive, like solid. I mean, it's easy with a name like cat. that, though, right? Like you can't this forget little, that. Tiny
2: head on a really big neck. <laughs> That's all I can picture.
3: It was a big head with a big neck and a big body and a big tail. Just a big necked cat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like Lamb
2: Before Time. Oh, that's so funny. uh, Long necks. (laughs) That's what it makes me
3: think of.
0: I I had a friend who named his cat he, her. Like, he and her together. Like, he, her. (laughs) 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 I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. (laughs) I do
3: (laughs) not think they did either. I would be more
1: like the Bob. I don't know. Bob sounds good. (laughs) People are way more creative than me.
4: I love to sing to my dogs now because they're the two best friends that any dogs could have. And I love singing to them, packs and moose, moose and packs. Here they come, packs and moose. (laughs) I'm glad I love the only person that does that because eh? I sing to my
2: dogs. I make up uh, names with or names make up songs with mm-hmm. my dogs all the time. My kids find it very obnoxious, but I sing all the Don't time at Don't kids find most of what I
1: us sing, parents do yeah. obnoxious. I sing all yeah. the
2: time at home, and um, sometimes my kids appreciate it. Sometimes they <laughs> do. not My husband tells me that's what's so endearing about me, is I just make up songs about everything, and I just <laughs> sing them. So when I'm feeding my dogs, I'm usually singing a song that's incorporating their names. I sing a lot at home, it.
4: too. I'm, and I'm not the only <laughs> one that does that. I do, too, and my son will say, Mom, stop singing. <laughs> like, sir, you are three. You enjoy my singing. <laughs> I'm a delight. A beautiful voice. And I'm going
2: to do it really loud. I, I'm going to get a microphone, those little portable ones. And when my kids are in junior high, you better believe it so they're getting out of the car. I'm going to have that microphone. You're going to have singing. a goodbye song. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. Goodbye. Full <laughs> Get on top the of the car. <laughs> I told my kids. The challenge has been accepted.
3: This. So, so get so you can
2: listen
3: to me sing. <laughs> or you can write the school bus <laughs> Which my kids middle
1: school. to ride the school bus <laughs> oh man although really. my kids never have so my my middle school are like baked for a while okay. can I please ride the school bus us, oh, like that is crazy the school, is crazy. Right? The school right? bus
3: is Terrible. I know, and
2: my son, my oldest son, he's in first grade, and he asked me all the time, can he ride the bus? And I said, you know, I had to ride a bus for a little while when I was a kid. It's not great. Mm-hmm. You're not missing out on I had to ride it, ride it like from like kindergarten,
3: like up until I got my driver's license. Yeah, like, I think mm-hmm. it's I just hate like
1: schools out at three and I'd get home a four. Yes. I think it's, just, you know, it's
2: yeah. just a fascination of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he just, like He mm-hmm. also asked me why he can't walk to school. And I said, well, first of all, you're too tiny. And I'm going to say that till you're 18. Mm-hmm. You're tiny. <laughs> but like we live really yes. close. Cool close to his school. Like we live really close to the school, but you have to cross pole line, like a uh, really busy road. Yeah. in Like you would yeah. have to cross that. I'm like, there's no way I'm sending mm-hmm. my seven year old like it's like bite of the chicken, cross the road. I no. But I can know. totally see you Potter. sending
1: your eighteen year old
2: Seventeen-year-old. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe.
1: I hope you have a wonderful <laughs> last day
2: of <laughs>
3: senior year.
2: You're walking him across. That. Oh, I will be.
3: And I'm, I can he's, see he's
2: it. He's gonna be six foot five, and I'm gonna be holding his hand. <laughs> like and skipping just, and singing. Yep. And I'm gonna reach up and kiss him on the face. Because, <laughs> I hope he, because He's like, Mom, how long are you gonna kiss me on my face? I'm like, probably till you're like fifty-five. Forever, know. forever,
3: <laughs> forever. Until I'm dead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I guess. Oh, that's <laughs> cute.
1: Disney. So cute.
3: What about you? Do did you, you have pets?
4: pets? Your twins aren't pets. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot talk about them. We did the try talking about them on the live yesterday with About the twins. Yes, yeah.
0: We have so my parents thought it'd be really mm-hmm. great to buy rabbits mm. for the twins for their four-year old birthday party. Oh, yeah. They were both girls. So we thought. <laughs> and, uh, till one day uh sabrina my daughter my oldest daughter was uh, going to feed them and she was like dad there's fur all over in here like somebody's shedding or something and i'm like ah they're probably just
3: doing a bunny thing yeah (laughs) probably their
0: hair's getting they're not called
3: like molting or something the next day she's like dad
0: there's blood in in on her on the rabbit a little bit, and I said, well, she probably got cut or something in the.
1: Dad, <laughs> <laughs> you're really yeah, compassionate, Danny. Just- uh, <laughs> yeah, her head is missing. I'm sure she'll find it. She'll
0: be fine. It's in, in there. there. She doesn't
3: need a head.
1: <laughs> two
0: two days later, she you said, have babies? "Dad, there's there's more rabbits in here." <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> like they crawled in what happened they in? What? So they're, no they're like baby rabbits
3: oh my god yeah.
0: and they're named uh, so they used to be named uh penelope and violet but now violet is Vinny.
2: <laughs> i used to have a rabbit His name was franklin are they difficult very much, so that's why I no longer
4: have one. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I, had I had one just, just a
2: couple years
1: ago. Danny it.
4: doesn't know because he just yeah. says it's fine. No,
2: I had i <laughs> I've heard that people like house train oh, their rabbits. I tried oh. that because I had... Okay, so we walked into the D&B... D&Bly. <laughs> 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 those off on me oh, over here. Hell. No, so if, for those listening that don't, because this is like a Northwest thing, but it's like a farm supply store. It's called mm-hmm. D&B Supply. We went in there one day. I can't even remember what we were looking for, not rabbits. And they had the They get you little, every time. Those little chicks they, the and little bun- So they had these little bunnies and they were four oh. weeks old. Oh. And there was a little blonde one that had just a little black spot on his head. And my kids were really small at the time. My oldest was about two and my youngest was just a few months old. And I had this wild idea. I'm like, you know, why not get a baby bunny too? Okay. And we didn't have dogs yet at this time. So we didn't have any pets. And I was like, oh, what a perfect like first little pet, just like a little bunny. I got the little bunny litter box. I was, I, I was more of a stay at home mom then. So I'm like, I'm gonna have all this time to potty train this rabbit. Well, I knew <laughs> that rabbits, like when they poop, it's not just one poop, it's mm-hmm. like a million poops. I knew that, they but it didn't resonate with me. Yes, it didn't resonate with me. And I am kind of, I'm a clean freak in my house. And so very quickly I'm like, so bunny are not this bunny. Like, this is not happening. So I bought a really fancy hutch. I had the hutch, like, in, like, our laundry room in our house and kept it all clean. Well, could, couldn't handle that after a while either. So we moved his hutch outside. Well, D&B bunnies aren't meant to be pet bunnies, okay? They're actually meat Make rabbits. Like, oh, the razor really? food. So Franklin went from this cute little tiny bunny he massive. Was massive oh. guys. And we he was so tame because we had handled him and worked with him, so he was like a little puppy, but he was heavy and then like just pooped. <laughs> he did. So he was Danny outside over and there he, giggling. He, he learned <laughs> Danny understands this. He has rabbits. Super cute. So until they're not. <laughs> Franklin learned how to take his nose and open his hutch. Like oh. he learned how like he went under and then we didn't have like a gate on our fence or our backyard at the time because we didn't have dogs so I would get knocks on the door all the time from my neighbors. Oh, like, carrying okay, your big Franklin. old Franklin. <laughs> because he was overeating their flowers or whatever. Oh. And they were all, like, the neighbors were super nice. He became a celebrity, but I get like a knock on the door and they're like, Franklin was in our yard again. We wanted to help him get home. And I'm like, oh my God. That would happen
1: you. with my chickens, because mm-hmm, they would fly over our fence into the neighbor's yard. And they'd be like, "Rita, you missing a chicken? One, two, three, yep. Everybody <laughs> in the neighborhood knew
2: his name. And then finally, he just got to be, where we, we just couldn't give him the attention that he 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 needed and there was a little boy that we found out that his uh 4-h rabbit died like Aww. right before the fair and so we rehomed franklin and he became a 4-h bunny and my now seven year old who was only like two three at the time we had franklin still reminds me all the time how he's just not over it that we got his bunny Franklin. And so he still brings it up to me all the time <sighs> that he's not over it that we rehomed his bunny franklin that's cute that's my bunny story it's not as great as danny's but i did have a bunny and they're a lot of work so if you're if you're thinking about getting a bunny don't what about any out. other animals growing up any like i you had, had a, a ferret i had hamsters we had a ferret yes. too it lived in our garage like my we, brothers like built all the
1: tube stuff for us so well we had a
4: ferret and it lived in our walls
1: Oh! oh. <laughs> <Wow. Listen up. laughs>
3: he work. was a pet
4: and then he figured out how to get into our wallet oh, really? and you would just hear like skitter, skitter, skitter. Oh so gosh. to say the least we did not have a ferret for long after mm-hmm. that we yeah i don't know i was so young i don't know what happened to the ferret but we didn't have those him were after things
1: that. you didn't talk about that kind of yeah. stuff back in those no, days no. you know
4: and did. I've had they hamsters, just, but they, just they went are to mean. a different
1: farm. Yes. Oh, I had hamsters too. Would, would I one time me? forgot
3: about oh. it. Oh. I have a forgot about a hamster story oh, too. It wasn't like a barrel of grain, and I was like, my
1: hamster. It had been days, you guys. It was not nice to me when I opened that up. It bit me too. I bet. I might have just no. I might have left it in the grain. I don't remember honestly. I I, currently, Ooh, I had food. I currently I was mad us. at it. I, don't I was very out. very young. Yeah. Stupid hamster.
3: Let me. I remember <laughs> my hamster. I did not throw it on the ground, Katrina. Well, I loved my hamster so much that I decided to take it to the park and go oh. down the slide. I thought oh. it was like going down the slide over and over again. So <laughs> oh. me and my older sister, and I'm going to say my older sister was always the one with the terrible ideas and would just drag me along. She's like, let's take, I can't remember a hamster's name. I wish I did, but let's take our hamster to the park. We lived in an apartment complex and we had like one of those like just like little playground things in the center. So I want to say I was like five or six. This is one of those like early core memories. We took the hamster, we were playing it, put it on the swing, it was in like shoebox. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we went down the slide with it. And then at some point we simply forgot about it. It died? <laughs> that was the story. That what was happened? Story so we forgot about it and I don't know, went to do whatever we went to do. And then there was a knock on the door on our apartment really late at night. I was already in my little jammies and I heard the knock at the door and I grabbed my blanket and I was like, I'm going to be so cute. Who's ever at the door? I'm just going to go up there with little nighttime (laughs) pigtails and a little blanket. And they were our neighbors so mad at us. They were like, (laughs) to my stepdad this is your hamster. We watched your kids take it to the park and then leave it there. And I was like, just slowly back into the room. It's like one of those core memories. I was so ready to just be adorable for whoever was at the door. I was in my favorite pajamas. And then the hamster came back. and was like, oh, yep. <laughs> that's mine. We did leave it at the park, <laughs> and I, I don't know. And it's shoebox. And yeah, I guess our neighbor just found it. I don't, I don't know. That's they were like, what's in this shoebox? And opened it. Surprise! <laughs> it's a hamster that was having a really great time until we so thought of something else to do. I guess. Well, that's so my hamster story we
0: had ostriches
3: Ooh, someone on is the that why like you brought up her husband runs yeah. an ostrich oh, farm that's oh.
1: what we they have... mean
3: were they like that really because i've yeah. heard that they're
2: really mean yeah
3: that does, does sound scary big like birds are birds scary. scary
4: yeah I and mean, like they like, like, uh, have like those big even like uh like clots. geese so geese.
3: geese oh yeah geese, geese are scary yeah well and they run in big packs Mm-hmm. and they will bite you yeah we had yeah. pet
1: geese one bit my mom's butt one time. it's like they don't have teeth but they can pinch you i well,
3: forgot that's how many she's
0: animals a, we
1: had actually
0: that's why she Sorry, had to have a, a butt transplant yeah exactly <laughs> the geese.
1: But, that's what she says anyways <laughs> <when you play. laughs> we had goats lots of different goats what was one we had this tiny little black and white goat my my Pigno. family i don't remember um oh, i wish i would remember what that goat's name was paul would remember but um most of our animals we had when i was quite young we had dogs and cats all growing up we lived on a farm so they were all outside but but um like they used to my older siblings used to milk the goat they used to drink like goat milk you know that was a thing i don't remember that at all we had geese we had chickens Roosters. We had a squirrel oh. as a pet once, and then it attacked some ladies at our front door, and they had to come and put the squirrel down because oh. it really attacked well, them. Wow. Maybe, maybe it was a pet squir- for a while.
3: squirrels are just
2: really good judges of character.
3: Yeah, yeah who's that like lady that to it? just let a squirrel attack her? Can <laughs> you just be like, watch us take the squirrel side? <laughs> it's like the size of a gerbil. Just like. <laughs> I don't think that. I mean, I think she was like bleeding. <laughs> I do that was like that lady did something. <laughs> That's what i Sounds like she deserved it. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember I this like girl, but I know content. we had a pet
1: school.
2: did you have fainting goats? Um, I don't, not that I, no. I did. Oh, I, I did. I had two of them. And they really, did they really faint? Absolutely. And some of them worse than others. We had, they were brother and sister. <laughs> Their names were Billy and Bonnie. And, uh, we used to go out and when I'd open the little barn door to go feed them, the female one, Bonnie, she'd always be in her little feet she would stand in her feed bin to eat. And you would just like, you had to be really careful because like I would barely open the barn door and she would just topple out. And my then her legs get all stiff and they look dead. And then they just kind of like come out of it. But sometimes she wouldn't completely come out of it. Like half of her body would. So she'd be dragging her back legs oh. for a while until like, but you would watch them what like running. What is happening? You'd watch them And run then they would just fall few, over. Yeah, yeah, and you'd watch them run out in the field, like, because um, they lived at Dennis my grandparents' house, and they had sheep. <laughs> my grandparents had sheep, so I'd watch my goats, like, out in with the sheep. And like they would trip on something and it would startle them so they would be like frolicking out the field and then you just watch them just kill is this over. like a type of breed it is actually, are they like seizure it's a it's a sad story of why fainting it's an Doesn't actual it feel breed like I no no so it's like, it's a breed but it's been bred into them and this is a really sad story of why, why they, they exist into them? the reason why fainting goats exist is farmers would use them in like their flocks of sheep to deter predators. Mm. So like if predators came in, then they, would just... these, they were literally scapegoats. They would faint and the predators oh. would go for them. Oh. And leave the flock alone. I was wondering,
3: yeah. it's like where in the uh, evolutionary chain did it happen? That oh. suddenly no, they, they just They bred it into them and they're an actual
2: breed. That's but that's, that's really why strange. originally, that's not why we had them, but that's why they were bred as so, like it would protect flocks from predators. They would be used as bait basically. Yeah. So I guess the, makes the predators sense. would go after mm. them and leave the flock alone. What so a I, weird,
3: It's bizarre. When you said
2: goats, I'm like, did you have fainting goats too? I don't think so. Although I,
1: I remember our little goat. Like a little, a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the goat that my older siblings milked. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but so. I feel like I would have heard if it was a fainting
2: goat. <laughs> yeah, those well, stories. they're really they're really unique. My grandpa got one. He got them for my sister and I because you know he had sheep and stuff like that anyway. So he just thought it'd be really fun. And my sister, we got little leashes for them. Oh. We went. My grandma took me to Pet Smart. We got little name tags for him and we walked them like That's in the driveway. Cute. We walked them, but. Uh, the male wasn't as easily startled. He would he would do it obviously because it, it was his breed. But the female, she you would just sneeze and she would just <laughs> literally just and they go completely oh, stiff man. as a board. They don't just like flop over. They like like stick, they're like straight up in like there. they're that petrified. And then their eyes will sometimes be open too. And the, sometimes it's just like a couple seconds, and then sometimes it's literally like a few minutes. You just watch them, and then they just come back to life, or they get up and they I mean, about the so
3: weird it's and weird. I wonder like how like just yeah, how that was bred into them and how what it's like a
1: podcast oh, this so is so for our customers to be
2: listening to they're learning <laughs> about all different species of animals apparently <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: cbd's really good for those <laughs> <goats>. <laughs> <laughs> i
2: wonder could the freaking goats use
0: cbd <laughs> uh.
1: Oh my goodness, I feel like this conversation needs to continue, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like we should probably say goodbye to those who are listening to the show after the show, because I'm not going to lie, maybe the last five minutes or so I've forgotten. That we're on a podcast. We're learning so many. We're here having conversations. I think it's mostly Danny and him just like giggling over and telling Danny all these funny
2: stories about rabbits and fainting goats. Oh my
1: goodness! So if you want part two of this show after the show, make sure you let us know Um, (laughs) because we're gonna end it now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Plant Therapy Podcast, your go-to podcast for essential oil education. Make sure to visit our website, planttherapy.com, to shop new products and learn more about natural living in our incredible blog. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen, so you never
3: miss a show. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.